Life Audio. Hello, and thank you for listening to your daily Bible verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. I'm your host, Grace Fox, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse. Exodus 5:22 and 23. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Exodus 5, 22 and 23. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people and you have not rescued your people at all. I took a long walk after learning about a a negative, life-altering decision a friend had made. I had prayed for spiritual breakthroughs in her life for years. This turn of events made me feel like I'd never see those prayers answered. My frustration turned to complaints directed at God. Why aren't you answering my prayers to destroy the strongholds in her life? Why aren't you doing something to stop her road to self-destruction? I empathize somewhat with Moses' frustration and complaint to God about the Israelites' desperate state. Moses and Aaron had asked Pharaoh to release the Israelites into the wilderness where they could offer sacrifices to the Lord. But Pharaoh refused. In fact, he increased their workload. He demanded that the people continue meeting the daily brick quota, but the Egyptians would no longer collect straw for them. They would have to do that themselves. This edict made the Israelite overseers feel hopeless. They went to Moses and Aaron and blamed them for increasing their hardship. Moses, in turn, took his frustration to God and complained to him. Why aren't you doing something to help? Why did you send me to be their leader? Moses' inability to understand God's ways caused him to focus on the problem rather than the problem solver. We might believe that obeying God when he tells us to do something guarantees ease or success, but Moses' life proves this is untrue. In exchange for following God's commands, 
matters only grew worse for the Israelites whom he was sent to rescue. As a result, Moses was mocked, blamed, and rejected. Encountering opposition doesn't mean we're operating outside God's will. As he did in Moses' account, the Lord uses obstacles and hardships to demonstrate his glory. Hardships become a means to refine us and mature our faith. Roadblocks serve as reminders that we cannot accomplish his purposes in our own strength and wisdom. It's easy to forget these truths and become discouraged when the plan doesn't work as we envision. In his despair, Moses reverted to old, inaccurate ways of thinking about himself as inadequate. He felt like a failure and accused God of failing too. God responded in a gracious manner. First, he reassured Moses that he was in control of the rescue operation from timing to tactics. The Israelites' deliverance from slavery would happen, not a moment too soon or too late. God would display his power for all to see, and he would claim victory over Pharaoh. Next, God revealed himself to Moses using the name Yahweh. This identified him as the great I Am, the supreme, self-existent one who brought into being everything that is. He'd revealed himself as El Shaddai, or God Almighty, to the patriarchs in generations past. They knew him as the God who makes promises, but Moses would experience him as the God who fulfills promises. Finally, God reminded Moses of the promises he intended to fulfill on the Israelites' behalf. I will free you from being slaves to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Exodus 6, 6 and 7. God used verbs from the Hebrew past tense rather than the future tense, indicating that those promises were a done deal in his eyes. He began and ended his message with a declaration, I am the Lord. Because of who God is, Moses and the Israelites could know with certainty that he would keep his promises. No one including Pharaoh and his mighty army, could thwart God's plans. God heard Moses' complaints, and he understood that his frustration came from focusing on the problem, not the problem solver. His gentle but direct response was meant to shift Moses' focus to where it belonged. Let's learn from Moses' account. We might tend to complain, too, when God seems unresponsive to our prayers. But let's remember that God is working in ways we can neither see nor understand. Remembering this truth and the truth about who God is restores our hope. He is the great I Am. 
He knows every detail of the situation that leaves us feeling so frustrated. He knows what He wants to accomplish and when. And He keeps every promise He makes. Holding fast to the truth changes our attitude and turns our complaints to praise. May I pray for you? God, you are worthy of praise and thanksgiving. Forgive us for uttering complaints instead. As often as we need it, remind us that you are the great I am and you are in control of every detail of our lives. Help us develop and maintain a perspective based on truth rather than emotion or lies so we can trust you even when we don't understand your ways. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, 
write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.